Welcome, listeners. This is Beth Sheehan, and I'm with Nora Walsh, your co host. Hostess and- with the mostess. Exactly. Well, okay. Well, wait a minute. Now you're already you're already one upping me here, and it's our very first podcast oh, okay. episode. It's our very <laughs> first podcast episode, and now, um, well, but you know, I guess that's okay because this is bringing us together here after what? How many years? How many years of friendship, Nor? Oh, Beth. What it has to be over forty years, close yeah. to forty years. We've yeah, known each almost- other. Yeah, we're probably giving our age too, but Ray was seventh grade. <laughs> so our yeah. listeners can yeah. do the math. They can do the Don't math. Don't do the math, listeners. We'll Don't also do the know math. how old we are. Yes, yeah, in seventh yeah. grade. Can't believe it. But middle school. Um, yeah. yeah. So so while we're not going to talk about seventh grade today, um, what we are going to talk about in this episode is a little something about um kindergarten. Do you do you remember anything about kindergarten or <laughs> Now you're really taking me back <laughs> and making me feel old. Um, <laughs> do I, I do remember, I do remember kindergarten. I do not, not like I remember my teacher. Uh-huh. I remember the setup of the school. It was very unique because we had, you're in a wing of the elementary school and there was this big giant circle in the middle and all the classrooms were around it. So I, I remember uh-huh. that setup, and we would come to the middle and do film strips. Remember those film strips or story time or? Oh, I don't um, remember film strip story time. Something. Yeah, yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't remember too much. But I mean, I, I know kindergarten was fun, right? I mean, I mean, yeah. I think that's that's ultimately. Yeah. I remember. I think Mrs. Thayer was my teacher. Um, I remember. You know, we got fun time. Where we got to choose an activity we wanted to do. Um, of course, sharing, we'd always bring something in to share mm-hmm. and talk about like from home, share yeah. time, whatever they called it. But um, so yeah, we're going to today's episode, we're going to explore what it would mean to our lives as adults, if we could all go back and sort of recapture oh. or get a refresher on kindergarten wisdom. And so in a little bit, we'll have some experts who will give us a little refresher or maybe share some ideas on how we might be able to use kindergarten wisdom in our day to day um, that might just maybe change the course of any moment or any day or any week. But, um, and so there's a lot of inspiration for this. And Nora, I know you're a little familiar um, with this book. Robert Fulgram published All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. So, okay, so here we'll, we'll keep throwing around our years. So we were seniors in high school when this book was first published, but it's had numerous reprints, right? And it's in its 35th anniversary in 2023. And still, right, still people are talking about it, reading it. And we here are going to be chatting and considering how the wisdom might, you know, navigate us through the clutter of our days um, in our lives. And I actually, I remember in college, um, th- there was that particular excerpt and it was called the credo. Um, and it, and I'll read a little bit, just some of the listed things that are in, in the moment, but I remember I had, I think, was it Prince plus, was that like a post? Was that a poster store in the, in the mall? mall? Yeah. Yes. So oh God. Now you're ready, really dating us. Yes. When I was, getting, when I was getting, you know, things from my college dorm, they had that poster of just the all I really need to know I learned in kindergarten credo and I had it framed and I and mm-hmm. it was on a wall in my dorm room or I don't know how it was stuck up there because they were cement 
like walls, I think. But uh, anyway, right? So the, the credo sort of highlights, right? And try he Fulgrim tries to summarize what are some of these key things from kindergarten that really are still a little relevant, right? So share everything. Um, clean That's up. Still your, relevant. Yes. Yeah. Clean up your mess and put things back where you found them. Oh, God. Yeah, I know a lot of people in my household can work on that. We're still exactly. working on that 40 years yes. later. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, play fair, flush, take, <laughs> take a nap every afternoon. That one I really wish I, I yeah, I wish I could nap. If I could nap, yeah. I would want to do that every afternoon. Yes, wash yeah. your hands before you eat, live a balanced life, learn some, think some, draw and paint, sing and dance, play and work every day some say you're sorry, wonder, and this one that I think this was one that um, I remember maybe you mentioning, when you go out into the world, watch out for traffic, hold hands and stick together. So that last one that you mentioned, when you go out into the world, watch out for traffic, hold hands and stick together, that, uh, you know, when you're, you're younger, you're in middle school, high school, like you're very, you're very, you feel all the feels as they say mm, now, you know, yeah. like you're very emotional and everything just means everything. And, um, and, and I would write down and I had a, a journal that I would write down song lyrics, mostly song lyrics or things that I yeah. heard or quotes. And this one mm. was definitely in my book of things that I wrote down that I really wow. liked. Yeah. Because at, even at, at a young age that resonated with me, that, that meant a lot. It's just like, all right, all of mm. our, you know, the, the imagery of us holding hands and just running out there, you know, taking yeah. on the world yeah. was just meant something to go. me. So I, I, yeah, yeah, so that's, you know, that's definitely a big one and play fair. I, I think about all of this and I think, well, these are really, these are very simple things and very basic things, right? Like, yeah, you're setting yourself up for life. You go to kindergarten, you learn some basic things, but then, you know, I look at the world and I, you know, I'm sure it was all simmering underneath there before the pandemic, but I really think that, that the pandemic and everything that happened after that with all of the changes with politics and, um, you know, violence and, uh, you know, laws that are, you know, singling out certain types of people, like these are heavy and I just, I just have to wonder, like, is this all relevant? So let me, so. Yeah, I was going to say, somewhere, you seem right. So I don't yeah, I so mean, somewhere I'm else, skeptical on if all we really yeah. need to know we did learn in kindergarten. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me just extrapolate a little bit from the credo, because later yeah. on, you know, in this essay that he writes, uh, Fulgrim says, take any one of those items that we just listed and extrapolate it into sophisticated adult terms and apply it to your family life or your work or your government or your world, and it holds true and clear and firm. Think what a better world it would be if we all, the whole world, had cookies and milk about three o'clock every afternoon and then lay down with our blankies for a nap. Or if all governments had as a basic policy was to always put things back where they found them and to clean up their own mess. So I read that <laughs> and I really have a hard time taking those those little things, those simple things that that you know we learn very early in life. And I have a hard time really bringing that optimism to what's going on in the world today. So I think I think what I wanted to ask you mm. was 
do you feel the same way that I do, which I, yeah. you know, I'm De Debbie Downer, which I don't want to be all the time, but like, what, how do you feel like these <clears throat> apply to our lives now? I totally hear the Debbie Downer side. I think what I think what's interesting for me is I am like I am on the other side of the coin is sometimes I get so frustrated that we make things so complex yet we have these fundamental beliefs, skills, values from kindergarten and it seems like there are answers as to how to go about some of these problems. So granted, right, there's all this I'm not saying that what we learn in kindergarten will help us solve you know, the global warming issue, you know, mm. obviously mm. there's a lot of yes. knowledge and other things, yes. you know, <laughs> there are, there's plenty of other, you know, information that's needed um, and things to understand and processes and technologies and so forth. So some of these, but I, I get frustrated with, I think if we all just could stop and realize this common ground, right? So for me, the optimism and all this, all that he writes about is this, this common ground that we have all these, we have these lessons that we've learned and, and somehow you would think it would connect us, right? It threads through all our lives. And in some respects, how we were as kindergartners is all relative. So we only had so many tools at our disposal, right? But in mm. kindergarten, it's like, okay, I might have to try and find a way to share a toy or there's a, you know, um, a fellow kindergartner over there who has a toy that I want to play with. I don't just go and strip it. I probably did that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We all did. Yeah. Right. But then we, we learn how to navigate that. You know, you think about um, other decisions like in history of how agreements had to be made in sharing territories. Right. And, mm. and so how can, how can that just be similar in the sense that the basis of that issue is trying to come to some agreement so that each person or each nation or each whoever or whatever walks away feeling good, right? Fulfilled. Right. Can't assume that our world leaders are going to go back to kindergarten, but um, <laughs> I wish I wish we could send them all back. There, maybe frankly. who knows? Who yeah. knows? Right? Yes. But these, you know, these they're not just simple, but maybe they're elemental, right? A starting point for navigating our days, and maybe just. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I hear that. And I like what you said about it being like elemental and a starting point and a, it's a building block, right. To keep, to continue with the kindergarten metaphors, right. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a building block. It's, it's simple, but it's something that, that can take you far, right. <laughs> like some, yeah. some simple things like saying you're sorry and compromising and what else, I, you know, living the balanced life. This is what it's all about now. Like mindfulness mm -hmm. and stopping, right? What stop to draw the rat pain. race? Stop the whatever. Get off your phones. Get off your screens. Stop working. Like, yeah, do something simple. <laughs> it, like those turning points are there, right? That those mm -hmm. little bits of optimism where we're just trying to say, just stop. But yeah, so I think, I think we just need to look in ourselves and like, where do we turn? <laughs> right. Or where can we turn? Maybe going back to kindergarten is that place we can get back to some of these things, but it's how do we get back? What are some tips? What's some other wisdom? Uh, great segue into um, bringing in Sean, Sherry, and Kim into our conversation to see if they can shed some light given their years of experience teaching kindergarten. Can't wait. We need that. Yes. <laughs> All right. 
Um, well, here we are. Welcome, Sean, Kim, and Sherry. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. And before we get started, uh, as a resident of where myself, I want to take this time to thank you for your combined years of service to our community and to our children. In terms of the three of you, Sean, I can't, I can't remember how many years. I just know it's been, been a number. And so I think when it's got to be at least four or five decades combined of experience. Well, it feels that you, like that. Yeah. 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 Well, not just you, Sean. No, I mean the collective here between <laughs> yeah. Kim, Sherry and yourself in terms of the dedication to um, our children here and where in kindergarten, I know Kim, you've done some preschool. So her first question naturally rolls off of that. And we can start with Kim, who is recently retired. Um, but, you know, why kindergarten? So what made you choose when you were entering into the field, kindergarten as the path for each of you? And we'll, we'll start with Kim. When I started my student teaching, I had, I had to take two different um, student teaching positions. One was third grade and the other was kindergarten. Now third grade was easy, walked into, they all, you know, they can do everything by themselves. And it was fun and challenging that curriculum. And the kindergarten position was a combined two classes and it was a bilingual class. So there were 45 kids in the morning, 45 in the afternoon. And um, it was a whole, it was a mess. It was, it was creativity on the fly. It was listening and looking at better ideas, but the enthusiasm, and, and I think I shared this with you before, but the we had this um, uh, gift swap thing at, right before Christmas, and um, I had this little guy, and he's sitting on my lap, and he's all excited, and the kids were asked to bring in a gift that would, a small gift, a small item, no more than $2, and um, they put the girls in one and boys in the other, which I don't know how they figured that out, but anyway, he sat in my lap, and he was so excited. I'm going to win a bike. I hope I get a bike. I hope I get a bike. And I was like, okay, look, look, Jesus, look at the basket. Look at how big a bike would be. Let's figure this out. And he's like, and he looked at me and he looked at that. And he said, I hope I get a bike. Like, <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> I want that. The world is my, I, anything possible could happen. And that's when I knew I will not go back to third grade. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because that was at that school was the first job I had was teaching third grade, but kindergarten <laughs> was always my my dream. So. Uh, what about you, Sherry? For me, yeah, I just I have always enjoyed just seeing the wonder and the amount of learning that occurs in in kindergarten. So it's so magical, right? So that that's when they 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 believe so much in everything that is so magical they still believe in the in christmas spirit and they have they believe in the tooth fairy and all the everything that is so magical that makes up all, all of that wonderful stuff and then um but you can also bring them over to learning to read and write and all that wonderful things that bring them independence and get them ready for first grade to be an independent learner so that's what i enjoy so much is seeing that transformation when they come in as what i call herding kittens in the beginning of the year and then getting them off and ready for first grade and seeing them little independent learners going off into first grade it's just uh, it's so mad all of it's so magical 
from the beginning and to the end and just seeing it, the transformation. And I just love, love that. Sean? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. It was the multi-million dollar contracts. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, part. I mean, the limo rides, the, the perks like that have been a phenomenal. Definitely in the wrong business. Wow. <laughs> um, no, I, I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. I always knew I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. Ironically, my first job, even though I had, because when I went to school, I had gotten uh, elementary education with an early childhood at the time. They had called that certification. So my focus was on very early years. And so I knew I wanted to teach kindergarten. So of course, my first job was fourth grade, complete opposite. So I kept hoping and kindergarten positions are very hard to come by because once you are in kindergarten and you teach it, it's not a place you want to leave because it really is full of happiness and joy and so much wonder and like they said, they really appreciate everything. And you can kind of get away with the the magic that disappears all too soon once they start getting older. So to enter that world every day is really is really a gift. I mean, not every day is easy by any means, uh, but there's always some element of fun and element of wonder and and I do my best with our colleagues and, and the people that uh, I work with in the room just to make it a magical experience. Because if they're not having fun, I'm not having fun. So they, the energy they give you, you just get it back tenfold. So it's it's really amazing. That's awesome. I teared up on that. I'm like, I, I definitely yeah. want to go back to kindergarten or like, I want my son to go back to kindergarten. I want, I want everybody to go back to kindergarten. That magic, <laughs> that wonder. It is a great place. It's a great place. <laughs> well, speaking of going back to kindergarten, um, you know, this episode started out with uh, Beth and I talking about uh, Robert Fulgram's essay, Everything I Need to Know Life I Learned in Kindergarten. Um, I'm sure you're all familiar with that. Um, and it has wonderful things in there, like things we all did in kindergarten, like take a nap, learn to say you're sorry, sharing, you know, all of these basic tenets of building a foundation for how to live, how to live a good life, right? Or how to how to be a part of maybe society or growing up or I, you know, that sort of thing. And so I I was wondering what you what you thought of that. And I think that I think our big it wasn't like a bone of contention, but I think where I was struggling with this is that he said, these are things that as adults, you can always come back to. Like, this is what you need to live a fulfilling life or these basic tenets. And part of me was like, yes, sure. It all makes sense. But then there's things, you know, you look at what's going on in the world today and you're, you wonder, gosh, can really, can people really say they're sorry or can they fix a mess that they created are they able are they capable of doing that so i just kind of wanted to hear what you thought maybe about some of those basic things that we learn in kindergarten and you know can can they be carried throughout your life i will start and say that even though i've taught so many students over the years and i've taught so many things over the years i have probably gotten more education back from them about the important things in life than uh, I don't know that I that I would have imagined. When you really stop and look at how children see things, it's so much more simplistic. 
and it's not complicated and it's unfiltered and they kind of just take it in and they kind of deal like one of the beauty uh beautiful things about kindergarten is like for example they get into an argument they have a disagreement over a toy or they want to use this they want to play with that it was my turn and but their ability to resolve the issue and move on is incredible like they don't hold grudges they are forgiving they move on and we really could learn a lot and people are always looking to be right and students are looking to enjoy things so they kind of accept okay maybe you're right maybe i'm right this time you're right next time i might be right but they they just have an incredible ability to move on quicker and i think that's one of the lessons that i really wish people could get from just kids just their innocence and willingness to move forward have fun and enjoy life you know that's exactly what i would have said because you know just in 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 recent years when two children are arguing over a toy and they come to me to fix it and you put it back on them to teach them you know all right you fix it you do this and then if it's like something very catastrophic like they whatever for whatever issue like they're they're in tears they're crying next thing you know the two of them are over there playing and laughing and as i'm thinking oh it's going to be a going to have to work really hard to get past this struggle that they're having and they did it on their own and they don't hold grudges at all. And it's, mm-hmm. it would be nice as an adult because sometimes I will think, oh, I should have said this or I should have done that. I should just let it go. This yeah. something to that song because <laughs> I'm, I'm giving it more thought than it needed to be. And how much faster I, I would feel better if I just gave somebody grace and didn't say, Mm-hmm. Oh, I was right, you know, or, you know, like, no, I'm not always right. And I yeah. need to recognize that. And I think as grownups, we need to recognize that we're not always right. You know, you want to try to be right for your children to be a good role model. You want to be trying to be right for your students, but it's okay to be wrong. If I can't get that, um, the TV, it's, it's really not TV. It's, I think it's called a smart board or a Promethean board, but the kids will say, <laughs> call the guy. Call Mr. Ward. (laughs) (laughs) And it's okay. It's okay to me because people are like, oh, you know, you don't want you to tell the kids that you don't know how to do something. I'm like, yeah, I do. Because, you know, not that I couldn't learn, but why bother when Sean was in the room next door? (laughs) Just come over at the drop of a hat. (laughs) I forgot. I have a bill bill coming your way. I apologize. (laughs) I 100% agree with my colleagues. They are 100% right. How quickly kids can get over arguments so much quicker than adults their feelings get hurt but their feelings get they they come back so much faster than we do and they can they can forgive so much faster than we can and move on so much quicker than we can and i wish we had the ability to do that as adults is move on so much quicker but like where do you think we lose that like where (laughs) Like, I almost wish we could take that moment in time because I, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like it's children are, we say they're resilient. Everybody wants to be right. Like, why are we, why do we all want to be? I I think social media has had such a huge part in, in people losing the ability to critically think. And it's Mm. kind of unusual to think because a five-year-old, their brain is still so early in development but yet they can see things a little more clearly and they're a little more open to things. And 
the the issue for me with social media is that people see something because someone has a bone to pick or or they are looking for something because truly you can find something wrong with just about everything if you you know want to look and give it a slant and i just i i feel like critical thinking has kind of gone by the wayside for a lot of people like they don't stop and ask is does this make sense is it truthful have i you know done my research so it kind of empowers them without anything behind it and i think and that that's where experience. people get more critical and and less they're not thinking like okay does this make sense doesn't it and then they like we were saying before they want to be right so if they find one thing that that proves their argument then they're going to hold on to that instead of trying to listen to both sides and i think kids are more open to hearing both sides yeah. than adults are mm -hmm. Yeah, I think in a sense, an experience, I, I think adults have more experience behind them where we've had, we've been, you know, have more experience and feelings have been hurt many more times, you know, and we have those maybe jagged edges and people have traumatic experiences. Some people have been more trauma. Right. It taints our view a little bit. It, it mm -hmm. puts it into a if you've had negative experiences, I think it tends to prove that. And with the younger ones, like they, they just focus because they necessarily haven't had all the same kind of negative things. Right. I agree. Yeah. So if we were, if we were able to create a kindergarten boot camp, if we could unlearn as adults, what we, what we now no, which is sometimes too much, are we right? In terms of our, our brains are filled with so much and the complexity of things. Are there certain pieces of curriculum or things that you would advise if we were to form a kindergarten boot camp for adults? What would that include? How could we help them break down those walls to get back to kindergarten? What what would that curriculum include? Well, we, we have a curriculum that we use, but we did also use one a few years ago called Choose Love. And uh -oh. it really had some great components. And I think um, one of the first things was starting with gratitude. And I think if okay. adults Frozen. were to start like focusing and starting their day off with what they have and, and the things that they're grateful for or the experiences they've had, I think you know, it might change their opinion because I've heard once you start counting your blessings, they, you find out you have more than you thought and it keeps, you know, you keep getting more and more. And I think if people can train themselves to be grateful for what they have and, and be thankful, I think that that's a, that's a great way to start. You know, one of, one of the things that. we used to do in the beginning of the school year was um, when new people would be introduced, um, we would say, all right, if you like kayaking, stand up. The new people would write down what they were good at and what their interests were or something so that they would find that commonality amongst everybody. And I liked that. And I think, you know, part of that was like, then there was this group of people that went kayaking and I used to feel bad. I have a kayak, but I'm not particularly fond of it. And I would feel guilty not going and participating in it. But then those people were connecting and you connect and they were new people with, with, you know, um, veteran staff and just so it was like you don't have to do every you know participate in every super fun thing but finding some commonality yeah. in something that you like is going to help you even though it, it the focus might be kind of narrow like kayaking but you've also made that connection of meeting somebody new where they're at and then you get to hang out with them for a little bit and 
you know, learn what makes them um, who they are. And learning about who people are is, is taking the time and being a good listener. Working with somebody who you wouldn't typically work with is hard. And um, finding that common connection is what I think people need. Mm-hmm. What about I, you, I, Sherry? Oh, sorry, Sean. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, I think Kim had brought it up before. Um, oh, play, bringing <laughs> play back yeah. for, for adults, getting adults to go back to playing, going back to the basics. We need to get people to play more. And even just playing with our kids, we got to get back into it. I think yeah. that's where it starts. Yeah. Everything's yeah. so serious, right? Is it? Is it just all like so serious? I, and, you know, Kim had mentioned it one time, and I, I've been thinking about that, just that one word. And it, it's really been, I've been thinking about yeah. that a lot. So play, play being the word. Yeah. 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 I, I think, think that, have, that's huge. Yeah. I do think we have so many external issues facing us too as adults like we work so many days a week so many people don't get enough vacation time people like we our society has become so focused on output 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 but but at what cost i think because Mm -hmm. you know other countries they do four day weeks and you know they seem to have higher uh, productivity and, and happier people and i feel like a lot of times because wages aren't really high and there's so much extra work that I I think people don't like Sherry said I don't think they take the time to play because either they can't afford to do some of the things they may want to do or they just maybe don't even have the time um and I was going to piggyback on what Kim said about making the connections this past year I started with my class uh making connections and I and I would say all right so let's find out who has a certain thing for snack and they would say, oh, I do. And I'd say, oh, connections. And we would put our hands together and we would say, oh, connection. And it turned into such an amazing experience all year for me, because if they were at lunch and they saw something that they like, they'd like, oh, connections. And my my phrase to them was always, we are so much more alike than we are different. And that was really my whole message from day one, because I wanted them to know that, yes, we're going to have different differences of opinions. We're going to like different foods. We're going to like different things. We're going to play different things. But you're going to find the more you look for connections, the more you're going to find. And I truly believe that once you know somebody's story, it's oftentimes very hard to be upset with them or dislike them when you know where people are coming from. So I think the connections piece is huge. That's so relevant. In lieu of this episode, I think that's what I think about often is we've all had kindergarten like like we all that's a connection (laughs) that's the connection like if anything before we even share our stories um and we were joking around you know now there's graduation so there has to be some relevance when you go through kindergarten and you've you've completed it it's such a threshold that you cross over that sherry you were talking about it like now they're going to first grade like that's this big step but it's it's a big step but it's this idea that that we've all gone through kindergarten and and we're ready we're good so there's got to be something there to all those elements you've highlighted like the connections the gratitude the play the you know, those, those pieces. And I said, I lost it too. I, I shared this story. I sent, sent you all the pictures, right? So 
we were in Asheville, North Carolina in the art district on a family vacation. And we're walking, just looking to see if we can find a place to eat. And it's an outdoor, it's down in the warehouses and smack in the middle of where we're walking is this pole with a banana phone. And I'm like, no way. And it was literally the week after Nora and I had started talking about this episode. So I'm like, here, here I was talking about kindergarten and I'm on this, you know, I'm on the family vacation and obviously, you know, the, the banana phone goes to Mr. Ward's class that Brandon, <laughs> you know, had in kindergarten and love the banana phone, but I blew it. It was this, this moment, if I could go back, um, I said, Brandon, go, go over there. Let me get your picture with the banana phone. And I should have said, here, take my phone, get a picture of me with the banana phone. And I should have put it to my ears. And I'm like, no, I just, I lost this. So I was like, oh, if I could go back in time. Cause you know, that little moment too, to your point, Sean, I think there's so much thing, so many things we're wrapped up in, in our lives that we're not always thinking about ourselves, but in that moment, especially as a parent, I think, I was just thinking so much about, oh, Brandon, how great it would be for him versus, no, I want to have fun. This is this is about me, too, not just about thinking of, you know, everything else that's going on, but just remember to take care of ourselves and, and take that time. So, so I don't know if you all have any other tips, like either how you try and build your kindergarten fun and play and other things into your own lives outside of teaching that you could pass on to our listeners. We'd surely appreciate it in terms of what tips you have for adults um, that we can all maybe bring a little more kindergarten into our lives. So look for fun, <laughs> look for fun. I was just going to say, and you'll find that fun next time you see it, you'll recognize it for what it is and embrace it for yourself. Because once you start seeing it, you'll, you'll get it. I am. Um, I have, I like to sew and do, needlework and I, I had a lot of these plastic needles and I got some burlap and I brought it in and I thought there's nothing wrong with trying to teach kids how to do that and I had it all set up and there were some kids and they had a hoop and they had the burlap and they had the yarn and and they were going to town making and I started to tell them like oh you can make a shape if we do nope they wanted to do them themselves and I thought knowing opening the door and letting them walk through it and they can do anything shows me reminds me that I can do the same. So you asked earlier, what, you know, when did I know I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher? Well, I wanted to be an airplane pilot too. <laughs> so there's nothing to stop me now, except money um, to be an airline pilot. But it's like, when did, when did those two things, I was 12. My mother told me, no, she's, she didn't want me to be a teacher either. She said there was no money in it, but huh tricked her lots of money in it <laughs> but it's just open that door walk through it and teach kids that they that's what they've taught me just to walk through it and look for it and I think you guys will look you'll find it the more you see it the more you'll the more you'll find it embrace it yourselves well and Kim now I want to do, do you dance now because I remember I remember you recalling um, an experience where your husband was doing some dancing and you were not quite sure. Yeah, not, no, he hasn't danced in a while, but it's been, it's been a long month. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, um, he, uh, he did it. He'll do it again. He'll bust out a move. Yeah. I'm sure nice. he will, yeah. Trying uh -huh. to get him. He, re he retired a year, um, the beginning of last summer. So he's still trying to you know, navigate his way through this retirement business. Mm. Yeah. I, I see more relaxation coming out of him. Oh, that's I think nice. More, 
I think work does tend to make us more, you know, goal oriented. And some days it's just nice. And I mean, as teachers in the summer, you know, we do do continue to do our PD, but it's also nice to just know that there isn't a goal that has to be done that day Mm -hmm. and it's okay Mm -hmm. to take a nap. That's, that's um, funny that you say that, Kim. It's just, it's like we bookend our lot, right? We've got this wonderful thing in kindergarten where the world is new. And then we look forward to when we can retire and we get that time back (laughs) Yeah, to do what we want to, to, to play or I don't know, dance, take dancing lessons or do all of that stuff. It's just, it's just interesting that that just popped into my mind that bookending the the two ends of our lives, you know, with, with, with those things. Exactly. We should be doing more of that during our life. During, exactly. I mean, during our work, our productive years, but I, you know, now that you've brought this back up, I am going to go talk to him about taking dancing lessons. (laughs) Maybe we'll peggle somewhere. There we go. All right. I will say though, one of the things that I wish I could go back is I wish I could appreciate naps like I do now. Yeah. And how you were right. how you were supposed to have them. And now I'm like, yeah. please, can somebody please? please get, up? Yeah. I was like, I would love one. I'm like, oh, a timeout? I would love a timeout. I'd love a timeout. I would love a timeout. Have to think about things. That would be awesome. <laughs> I love that. Please put me in timeout. I know. I'm yes. like, please make it a half an hour. I'll be good with it. That's that would yes. be awesome. If the principal is the Starbucks down the street, I'd be happy to go. Right. Like, send me to the principal's <laughs> office. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's the kind of time mom I want. <laughs> go and have a hot beverage and just sit. <laughs> this has really been wonderful. We really, really appreciate your time. The, you know, the tips, the, the advice, how you all pull, you know, and enjoy the joy of, of the students and the wonder and the magic and and hopefully as adults we can listen to this over and over and remind ourselves that it's there for us to grab it's just being conscious of and being deliberate and saying we need this we need kindergarten we need these kindergarten moments in our day-to-day and it's up to us to go ahead and do that um, and maybe even help others around us do that too so and we thank you again for all your service and for bringing that joy into the lives of all the kids that you've touched over the years and we'll continue and kim i'm sure you will be filled with lots of joy in your retirement (laughs) Thank you. I think I'm going to I'll leave you with one bit of advice. I would say every once in a while, pick up a banana phone, give yourself a call, yes. and smile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might even call others. I'm not going to have Absolutely. any expectations for a return call, though. Absolutely. I just exactly. always exactly. might have a conversation, make it go on as long as I can. You so get great reception no matter what banana it is. Yeah, great yeah. reception. Right. That's right. Yeah, you and, you know, no There's overcharges. No There's no none of those trouble. hidden fees. No hidden no. fees. No, no hidden fees or overcharges. You're good to go. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was really enjoyable, hearing some expertise from Sean, Kim, and Sherry to really help us, Nor. I mean, I know we started out this conversation talking about Robert Fulgram's book, All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten, and how he says, really, all we need to know we did learn in kindergarten, but you were skeptical. You weren't sure. So now we've come 
come exiting full circle from this interview, what what's your take now? <laughs> you know, I have to say that um, they I think they I think they helped me see how to take it, take it into my adult life. And it, it was about like the question about why they became kindergarten teachers. Mm. Right. And it was joy. It was wonder. And, you know, anything is possible. The energy that they have. Um, and really soon after that, you lose all of that. Right. Um, just really think that that's, that's what I keyed into is that mm. finding you know, if we can find that again, I see how how that's lost and how maybe the right thing to do is yeah. to find that in yourself and live those tenants yourself to um, to make the world a better place. So I, you know, I feel it now. Feel good. I feel I feel the I feel the kindergarten lessons coming back to me, and I feel like definitely a more simple way to live. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I I have to admit that, um, especially when they said this idea of letting it go and how kindergartners will just, you know, they don't, they don't hold on to things. And I think that mm -hmm. sometimes, as much as we acknowledge, yeah, adult, it's not easy by any means. It, it's and as we get older, it's probably harder um, to let go. But that probably is a pivotal thing that when kindergartners just let it go they can be in the moment they can experience that joy and that wonder that you point out and so I think that for me that was also a key a key takeaway to to remember in kindergarten we were so good at just letting things go moving on and and being in the moment and so I think that that too is something that we could take with us along with sharing along with holding hands when we cross the street and and <laughs> and you know taking those naps and working yeah. all of those things in. So so maybe there's definitely really something here in the sense that these lessons are bigger than we know at the time and perhaps even bigger than we often realize in our day-to-day -day lives and, and they can help us find whatever it is we hope to find, whether it's that peace, that happiness, that joy, that comfort um, and that play um, every day if we so wish. So yeah, hopefully our listeners out there, thank you for joining us. And hopefully you realize just how much what we've learned in kindergarten can help you on your day to day. If you want, feel free. We'd love for you to go to our website, find our email and our contact page and share what you do perhaps to bring a little bit of kindergarten into your lives. And don't forget everyone, pick up that banana phone and phone a friend. Yes, please do. All right. That's a wrap. Thanks so much, Nora. We'll catch you soon. <laughs> All right. Can't wait to talk again, Beth. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Please be sure to subscribe on Spotify and share Bigger Than You Know with your friends. And don't forget to let us know your Bigger Than You Know moments or what you thought about today's episode at biggerthanyouknow.org.